empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Tringale. I'm so glad that you are listening today. My podcast guest this month is one powerful lady. She is strong. She is anointed. She is intelligent. She is beautiful. And she is one powerful communicator. She started out strong in her younger years as she won Miss Oklahoma and then Miss America runner-up. Today, she is a respected author of multiple books, and her television show is seen in over 180 countries. Her name is Pastor Nancy Dufresne. Today, she resides in Southern California, where she is the president of World Harvest Bible School. She travels around the world teaching timeless truths of the Word of God in such a powerful and dynamic way. She is known for her clear and strong communication style. She is the kind of voice that will get you from wherever you are at to exactly where you are designed to be. I am so delighted to share this conversation with you with my guest, Pastor Nancy Dufresne. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Wherever you are listening from, I believe that you are not listening by accident, that this is a setup for you. I believe that God has some things he's going to speak to your heart. Maybe some of you have been looking for some answers, some next steps. Sit back, maybe grab a really good cup of coffee because this is one you are going to want to soak in. I have been hoping It's been on my list, maybe a prayer list, a believing list, that we could sit down and have a conversation with this amazing woman, and today it is happening. I'm so thrilled to have my guest, Pastor Nancy Dufresne. Pastor Nancy, thank you for being here today. Jen, I'm glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so, so thrilled. We both just happen to be in the same place at the same time. We do. At the Southwest Believers Convention. How many years have you been coming to this? I want to say it's either 2014 or 2015, after my husband went home to be with the Lord. Yeah, that's when he started coming. Yeah, you know, Dad Hagen was our spiritual father. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, my husband was that role to me when Dad Hagen left. Yeah. So when my husband went to heaven, God spoke to me and said, Brother Copeland has graces upon his life that you're wow. going to need to partake of if you're going to reach the end of your race. And so when mm. God assigns you to somebody, yeah. you have to, on purpose, be where you can get what you need from them. And, this, and not only what you need, but what supply you bring to them. Mm. When I told Brother Copeland, I said, that's the role you are now in my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I know what that means. It's a two-way street. Yeah, I'm not just coming to receive something. I'm coming to bring something. And so, of course, that's I so pray good. for him. Yeah. So toward him because I'm funding my future when I do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, and that's a big deal. I mean... It's a big deal. You are a very busy woman. You pastor this incredible church in Marietta, California. It's a good church. You have the Bible school. You travel Mm -hmm. internationally. You have a television program that's in like 180 some odd countries. Right. So when you decide, I'm going to pick up every year 
I'm going to go to that meeting for a week because I know I need to be there. You really believe what you just said. Well, the first things I put on my calendar as I go to his minister's meetings in January, and then, of course, Southwest Believers, because if those fountains aren't watered from, Mm -hmm. if I don't get there and get my supply from that, what I do the rest of the year could be off. Wow. You know, it could be a struggle. Yeah. So if you get watered and get fed and get where your divine connection is, it... It fuels you for where you're going to be the next year and helps you do it accurately, right? Yes. Accuracy is so important. So well said. Yeah. I mean, we are off to the deep end already. That was so, so good and so time proven. I love that. I know we're going to get into so many wonderful principles and things that I want you to talk about. On the podcast, we like to ask our guests a couple mm-hmm. of questions as just like a fun get to know you. Now, I had a couple of people that were taking bets on whether I was going to ask you these questions or not, and I said, watch me. <laughs> go ahead. I'll go for it. Go ahead. Okay, get to know you, yeah. coffee or tea, which are you? You know, presently, I would have to say coffee. Okay. But my whole life, now see, I grew up in southwest Oklahoma. We right. were tea drinkers there. Oh, right, right. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. Right? Oh, yeah. It was breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast, so uh, dinner, and supper. It oh, wasn't lunch. No you didn't lunch. use the word lunch. Right. California, you know, it's breakfast, lunch, lunch and, yeah. and dinner. But it, growing up, it was breakfast, dinner, and supper. Yeah. And tea, that was your only beverage, you know, was tea, <laughs> sweet tea. So, you know, but I've gone on to it. coffee. Dessert coffees. Dessert coffee. Let's call it that one. Okay, yeah. dessert. I'm so, not a true hardcore coffee drinker. No, like the fun ones. The sugar ones. So like what's your go-to Starbucks drink? It depends on if I have a conscience that's that's real strong today <laughs> or not, right? This is when I when I so when much. I'm trying to when I'm trying to behave myself, it's just right. a latte, like with oat milk. Oh yeah, I love oat milk. It works. My daughter-in-law yeah. turned me on to that. Oat and milk then is awesome. and then if my conscience is, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, well, anyway, mm-hmm. if it's yeah, more enjoyment that day, uh-huh. it's like a caramel macchiato type thing. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, it's practically tongues. <laughs> Close. Huh? So it's kind of spiritual, right? Yeah. Well, let's say that. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's good doctrine. Yeah, it is, it is good doctrine. Okay, so now we know your Starbucks drink. Uh-huh. We'll go a little deeper. Okay. What is a book that you either maybe are right now reading, mm-hmm. you're just in, or mm-hmm. have read that is just speaking, just something profound to you mm-hmm. or has? What would come to mind? You know, Jen, I have a thing that I travel with like a library of books I've got to hold and touch. You know, I've got so many on my devices, but the ones that I really love, it's like I want to hold and touch. Yeah. Those would include like a Dad Hagen's The Triumphant Church, a Kenyon book, John G. Lake, Wigglesworth. Those are my go-tos that I keep going back to. But I just read... I love bio stuff. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about people, their lives, and how they arrived at where they ended up. And mm-hmm. somebody sent me something years ago, and I just found it when I was going through my library. And it's a book on Dorothea Trudel. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I don't know if I have. Okay, she was from, I want to say, is it Holland? Okay. Or Denmark. Okay. She is the one that inspired John G. Lake in his healing rooms. 
He's heard of healing rooms from her. And she was like one of many children she never married. And in her 30s, there were people, she started praying for them, Hmm. and they started getting healed, and people started turning up at her door. I didn't read the life story on her for doctrine. Okay. I just wanted to see what made the woman tick, yeah. you know, because light's progressive. Mm-hmm. You know, we've come beyond, if you read the book on her life, we go, yeah, we've right. gotten more doctrine and light on this thing of healing. But mm-hmm. I so valued the things written about her because she ended up with three homes. She had so many people showing up. She ended up buying three homes to host people on their deathbed. And it just spread all throughout that whole region of the world about her. Wow. So much so that the government came and shut her down. And she took them to court and won. And the fight of this woman who really was a pioneer in what we would call healing rooms, because I'd never heard of her spoken of. Me either. And somebody had sent me the book with her name. It's not Dorothy. It's Dorothea. Dorothea. Trudel, T-R-U-D-E-L. Wow. And somebody wrote her life story. She came from a very difficult background. Family was impoverished. Her dad was abusive to the family, Mm. and the mother was a praying woman. And like I said, I didn't go to that for doctrine necessarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I admired the pioneers, right? Oh, yeah. That did things. And so one of the things it said about her was what stood out was her fervency of spirit. You would have Mm. to have a fervent spirit to go against what she went against. She Mm -hmm. actually ended up dying quite early, about 48 years old, because, you know, not having the same light that we've had the privilege of hearing. But she took all she knew and did wonderful, remarkable things. And she was an inspiration for John G. Lake. And I read about him referring to her. Wow. That she was an inspiration for him because so much of the time we first, for me personally, I heard of Healing Rooms through John G. Lake, sure. but it dated back further uh, earlier than him. than him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I just want to read that book now. Well, and like I said, we have more light, but I right. just am inspired. For example. I'm inspired by someone who just took what they knew and did all they knew. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like you said, and I so agree, I'm so inspired by those that have pioneered Mm -hmm. in whatever their time was, what they had to work with. Pastor Nancy, do you have the sense that we are still pioneering right now? Do you feel that way? You know, (laughs) the thing is, is it's almost like reclaiming some things that have been drifted from. Mm -hmm. You know, when my husband went home to be with the Lord in October 2013, one of the things I said to God, I said, you know, he preached so much about the upcoming revival. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm disappointed for him Mm -hmm. that he's not here to see more of it. Yeah. And God spoke to me and said, the part your husband played was he kept people from drifting away from the flow of that revival. Yeah. And the ones that had drifted, he helped bring many back. And then he anchored others who were in danger of drifting. Mm -hmm. And maybe, I don't know if I would see ourselves as pioneers, but maybe helping stabilize Mm -hmm. based on the the light and the revelation that has come to us Mm -hmm. through pioneers Mm -hmm. and reminding people. Mm -hmm. You know, we were listening to one of the speakers here at the Southwest Believers Conference this morning, and he made a statement 
I was talking to my daughter-in-law and my staff that came with me. He made a statement. He was talking about you were probably there to hear mm-hmm. the monarch butterflies, yes. that they, they migrate from Mexico yes. to Canada, but it's the fourth generation of yes. butterflies that arrive. And I said, I believe in God that we're the fourth generation for yeah, the revival. I want to be in the big middle of it, yes. the last day revival, yes, right? it's so true. And so we're just a leg in that journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for Dad Hagen and Dr. Summerall and mm-hmm. my husband and different ones that were previous legs mm-hmm. of the migration into the last day era. It's so true. Uh-huh. So yeah. what I think I consider more of is not losing the light and the, yeah, the, the clarity that. that has been given and not treat it lightly and dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Because if we dismiss the previous leg, it's going to affect the leg we run. Yeah. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Well, and I can see that as I'm listening to you articulate that. I can see the fingerprints of that all over your ministry and what you do and and the flow. You know, Mm -hmm. different ministers, ministries, different voices have Mm -hmm. different flows. Because I was thinking of a moment. It was probably been maybe a couple of years ago. And I had been listening to you on the road Mm -hmm. and I would pull up, you know, the YouTube channel. Right. And I had been in a meeting of yours and your book, I think it had been out, but it was your book on peace. Yes. I grabbed that book. And so anyway, I'm on the road and my family and I, we had been believing over an issue for a family member. It was a critical issue Mm -hmm. and we had gotten a lot of ground. I mean, just gained a lot of ground. Right. I was so thrilled. I'm out on the road getting ready to literally walk through the door and preach. And so I get this message. I mean, the timing of it, you know, Mm -hmm. how many times. And I get this message, and it just looks like it's just turned for the worst, and there's Mm -hmm. no recovery. It just Mm -hmm. it looks bad. So that news comes as I'm going in, you know, to do what I'm there to do. I do the service, I get back to my hotel room, and now I know that's waiting on me. I've mm-hmm. got to pick that up. Right. And I had your book, Peace, Living Free from Worry. Right. And I thought, before I even consider this, I'm just going to pick that book up, and mm-hmm. I'm going to read that book. Mm-hmm. And I have referred your book to so many people because... I thought I had a pretty good grip on what the peace of God is and mm-hmm. living in the peace mm-hmm. of God. But in that moment, I needed something to pull me back sure. Sure. to the standard. And it wasn't just, oh, I've never heard it said that before, although it was incredibly articulate. It was the spirit and the presence mm-hmm. of God upon it. And I was just watching you, and you had referenced this. I wanted to read a quote you had made and ask you, to comment on this because it goes with that. So many people right now mm-hmm. are fighting for their ground for peace. Yeah. This was the quote you made that I loved. It's not about getting the devil to leave mm-hmm. you alone. Mm-hmm. It's about learning to be undisturbed even though he is present. Yeah. Yeah. Would you just speak to that? Do you know, growing up, my temperament, my personality, I'm pretty laid back. Mm-hmm. I'm naturally, I don't have a bend toward worry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I let things roll off my back pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that helps when you're a pastor, you oh, know, yeah. because you don't bring people's problems home with you. True. You learn how to compartmentalize, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. leave them where they belong. Mm-hmm. But there came a time in my spiritual walk that there came the spirit of fear 
mm. that began to attack. And I didn't know anything about it because I had never really experienced not being a worrier. Yeah. You know, my yeah. mother didn't allow you to get in entrenched, not because she knew the word per se, but she just had a standard of what she would allow or not allow. And she knew sure. I've got four kids. I don't have time to get entrenched in a wrong direction mentally. Right. And so she kind of, she taught us that. Mm-hmm. And so I learned just naturally. So mm-hmm. I'm not talking about spiritually, but just naturally. Mm-hmm. I learned how not to bend to my emotions. She didn't, she didn't allow you to be emotional mm-hmm. in the sense of you couldn't cry and lose your boundaries. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Good mama. Yeah, very good. Yeah. She didn't pet you. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully that was a help. Mm-hmm. But when demons show up, you need more than that. Yeah, that's you, the truth. You have to know yeah. who you are in Christ. And yeah. you have to know the word and you have to have this foundation in you. At different times, right before I got born again, that spirit of fear showed up. Mm-hmm. Right before I started pastoring, it showed up. It showed up every 10 years at a strategic time when God was getting ready to bring me into something. Mm-hmm. I would search for books that would help me. And I'm talking about, you know, Christian books, right. Dad Hagen books or Dr. Summerall or something, because Dad Hagen re- would refer, of course, to walking in faith, of course, which yeah. is the, the cure for for fear. Mm-hmm. But I was looking for some things articulated in such a way that I could grab them. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find ah the things that kind of anchored me in this. Yeah. So I just, it was just me and God, you know, in the sense of, I would say to my husband, I would tell him what I was facing, but things were hard to articulate. You know, mm. when you're when you're under attack, it's very hard to That's articulate true. spiritual things That's true. because this isn't something I'm feeling in the natural. Mm-hmm. It's showing up in the natural, but I know it's not starting in the natural. Mm-hmm. So how do I identify, mm-hmm. articulate? And of course, you know, I was young, spiritually young and when I married my husband. Yeah. I wasn't raised with an understanding of the word. And he would say to me, Well, honey, this attack has come because of the anointing on your life. And I said, Okay, I know that, but that's not my steps out. Right. I need my steps out. Right. And so thank you for encouraging me with that. But that I need somebody to yeah. tell me, take step one, two, three. If yeah. you'll do that that I'll take it. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't find those steps anywhere. Wow. And maybe it's just because of the way I processed stuff, sure, you know? Sure. The way I take in stuff, if you can give me handles to this jar, pass mm-hmm. it to me. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't put handles on it, I might drop it when you pass it to me. Right. So that's been my goal in my in my books and stuff and in my preaching is put handles so that's people so can good. pass this around. Mm-hmm. Give me the steps. Yeah. But I do know this. I can give you the steps, with, but without the spirit of faith, you won't take those steps right. Right. You have to have that spirit of faith motivating the steps you take. Yeah. So I understand that. But I say, give me the steps. Mm-hmm. And so I began to realize, first of all, that it was the spirit of fear that was causing the problems. It wasn't just what fear was suggesting. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because fear will suggest something to you. You're going to lose your home. You're going to right. die early. Something's going to happen in your marriage. Whatever, right. whatever strategy or threat he uses against you mm-hmm. isn't the problem. It's the spirit speaking the problem. Right. 
That's speaking so the threat. Yeah. What I tried to do, Jen, for so long, because being young spiritually at the time when this first started happening, I was trying to, the devil would threaten me with stuff. And so I was trying to get rid of those threats. I was trying to answer the threats. Mm-hmm. And then after a time, it dawned on me. It's answering the one speaking the threat. It's right. not the threat per se that's being yes. made. Yeah. It's recognizing who's speaking that. That's so good. So you were essentially trying to deal with symptoms. Absolutely. And heaven was going, no, there's a root here. I was trying to get rid of what I felt. Yeah. That's so good. And isn't that really? Yes. You know, because when there's an attack, it's hard on the mind and the body. Right. And you just and don't And you want, want relief. You want yeah. relief. Yeah. And I, I began realizing because, Jen, what happened was I would get through, if I could say it, when I was 18 and when I was 28, I got through just because I didn't quit. Mm. But I couldn't tell you how I got through. Mm. I could not sit down to somebody who was going through the same thing, say, do this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Yeah. I just bare knuckled. I just held on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Right. You work in a and stop. I just outlasted the devil. Yeah, because he doesn't have patience. Mm-hmm. So you can outlast him. Yeah, but that's not skill. Right. I wanted skill. Yeah. Skill is when you can articulate what you did and pass it on to someone else. Yeah. And that's what that peace book was about. Yeah. It even came greater. I have another book called Answer It. Mm-hmm. And that one, I spelled out the steps. So good, yes. I spelled out the steps. Yes. Because I was looking for my own life when I was going through those things. Yeah. Steps to take. And I finally learned the steps. Mm. My husband would make this statement. He said, every 10 years a test comes. Mm. Because God would work in patterns, so the devil works in patterns. Sure. He will adopt and imitate the way God works yeah. moves for you, then yeah. he'll take the same pattern and work try to work against you. Mm-hmm. And so when he went, my husband went home to be with the Lord, it was almost like, and, and I say this hopefully helping somebody, I was on the countdown, when's the next 10-year thing? Mm. And God dealt with me one day, and he said, you don't have to count down toward that 10-year mm-hmm. test mm-hmm. because he said, now you have the skill. Mm. that you don't ever have to enter that test again. Even if the test comes, you won't enter it the same way now because you have skill. There's another book, a guy by the name of Joel Siegel. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Brother Joel. He just wrote a book called Fearless, which is a great book. And I said, Brother Joel, when I wrote him a thank you note, I said, you wrote it 25 years too late, Brother. This this would have helped me (laughs) back then. But I'm so grateful. I had to learn it for myself. And I tell you this, Jen. Every revelation has to come for yourself. You can't That's just so mimic someone else's revelation. Yes. Their revelation may direct you yes. and it may encourage you, but until it's your revelation, you can't spend it. That's so true. And so I, God gave me the help I needed. And this is what he taught me. Mm-hmm. It's like I started out saying this, I'm not naturally a worrier, mm-hmm. but when a demon shows up and sits on your shoulder mm-hmm. and bombards the mind, mm-hmm. you have to learn not to be a worrier in that setting. That's good. Yeah. I knew how not to worry when it was just life's issues coming right. up. Right. But when an, an evil spirit has been assigned mm-hmm. to, you know, Blow after blow, mm-hmm. buffeting, mm-hmm. and all the threats that come one right after the other. Mm-hmm. That's what God taught me is that you have to learn yeah. how to be untroubled no matter what is being heard. Right. 
it's the Psalm 23, verse 5. Thou yeah. prepares a table before me in the, the presence, presence of my enemies. Yeah. They're present. And yeah. my thing as a younger Christian was I kept trying to get rid of the devil. I kept mm-hmm. trying to silence the threats. Mm-hmm. I kept trying to not feel mm-hmm. what those threats produced. Mm-hmm. And I learned it's not getting rid of That's something. So it's good. learning to ignore it yeah. right in the face of that. Yeah. That's victory. Yeah. Victory is not something leaving you alone. Mm-hmm. Victory is you being unaffected by what's present. Yeah, that is powerful. Always timely, but especially Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. where people are having to navigate probably through a lot of chaos around them, Mm -hmm. no matter what they do vocationally, no matter what it is, you are having to keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak. Right. You know, in the middle of all that, which really comes into play, and this is something I wanted to ask you to speak to, because this podcast... It's really geared toward awakening destiny and helping people navigate that calling that's on them. I love this quote of yours that you made because navigating through chaos when you're living a life of calling is critical. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. And you made the statement, you said that everyone has a call, but your success doesn't lie in your calling. It lies in your preparation. preparation. Mm-hmm. I loved how you said that. I've not heard it said that way before. And what I would suggest is that a lot of people miss that entirely. Because they think if I'm called, it that equals success. Right. But it does not. The call just directs you yeah. in where to prepare. That's so good. And what to feed on, what to fuel on. Mm-hmm. And your call contains stages, phases, Mm -hmm. rooms, Mm -hmm. you know. I pastored for 25 years. My daughter-in-law pastors the church now. Mm -hmm. My youngest son will end up the pastor, Mm -hmm. and she's pastoring for the interim. But when I quit pastoring, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I've traveled. I've always traveled a measure. Right. Because my husband's traveling ministry, I went with him and assisted him. And uh, I knew there would be a day when I just traveled full time mm-hmm. and wouldn't be pastoring. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it would be 25 years of pastoring. Wow, really? You know, I was just thinking a handful of years. Jen, I was stunned when God called me to pastor. Really? I pastored for four years without knowing I was the pastor. And it's crazy <laughs> to say. But I had decided I'm a, I'm a road person. I right? loved traveling. Yeah. And pastoring just seemed restrictive and confining to me. Yeah. I like change. Right. And so I like the change of the road and the travel and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when God called me to pastor, it stunned me. But whenever I pastored, I had no idea it would be 25 years. So mm-hmm. when we got to our 25-year mark in the church, God said, I want you to have a celebration Mm. I'm not a real sentimental type person mm-hmm. in the sense of if my husband was not home on my birthday, that's no big deal. Yeah. The day was not a big deal. Right, right. You right. know, just right. give me money when you get back home, <laughs> right. you know, for my birthday. Send me deal. on the shopping trip. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual day itself. I yeah. never tied a lot of my, my affection to a day. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't home on Christmas Day, that was no big deal. We mm-hmm. can celebrate again right. on some, when you get home. Yeah. So I was never locked into that. And so when the 25-year mark came, there again, I didn't treat it as, I know it was a landmark time, but it was not something that right. 
I would spotlight. Yeah. So God spoke to me and said, I want you to celebrate, have a big celebration on the 25th. I said, okay. Hmm. I recognized that was coming from him. Mm-hmm. So the day before that was to happen, we planned a big dinner and a big thing with our church family. And the day before that happened, he says, the reason I wanted you to do this, he said, this marks the end of your pastorate. Whoa. I said, okay. Did you know that was coming? Well, I knew it sometime. Okay. I knew but sometime, but I didn't know when. Wow. And I so loved pastoring, though. Yeah. I loved seeing the people grow yeah. and develop in the fruit of the word in yeah. their lives. And so I was hoping I could be what God allowed Dr. Sumrall to do. Mm. Dr. Sumrall was still the head pastor, and he was home every Sunday, but he traveled throughout the week. Right. And that's what I was hoping. And I said, God, would would you allow that for me? Mm-hmm. And he he basically told me, no, <laughs> I won't. Well. And so anyway, so I knew I, you know, my husband had gone home to be with the Lord. I knew I was to pick up the traveling side. Mm-hmm. I still pastored a couple of years, several mm-hmm. years after he went home, but I yeah. still traveled in conjunction. So when I went on the road and kind of now I'm trying to get to what your yeah, question was. It's so good. I still traveled, started traveling more full time after I quit pastoring mm-hmm. and I preaching for about a year and God spoke to me and he said this to me. In your traveling ministry, you're ministering like you're still a pastor. Mm. And he said, You're feeding like you're still a pastor. So now you're ministering like you're still a pastor. He said, I want you in your traveling ministry to feed in line with the visions and the dreams I've shown you. Wow. He said, because if you don't feed in line with those, those Uh will never come to pass. Wow. He said, what you feed in line with, you'll minister in line with. Mm. As a pastor and, you know, a Mm -hmm. teacher, Mm -hmm. you have to teach the whole Right. You're the general practitioner in the medical field, so right. to speak. It's so true. You're not the specialist. Yeah. You have to address family. You have mm-hmm. to address children. You have to address faith. You have to address healing. You have to address giving. You address a measure of all of it. Mm-hmm. That's what a family needs. Yeah. But when you're on the road, you you tend to be a specialist. True. And so God was redirecting. Yeah. And the preparation that I've had through Dad Hagen, through my husband and different ones that were voices into my life, Mm -hmm. I had to pay attention to that because now I had to step into preparation that came through them, Mm. although it was a bit held in reserve until that season or or room of my call was called for. Yeah, that's so good. And so now what I saw, what the different visions, it started when they were nighttime. I've only had a couple of visions Mm -hmm. about the future, and I've had some dreams about the future of the ministry. And what I always saw were healing crusades. Mm. So I've redirected, mm-hmm. and now I prepare mm-hmm. in line with reading and feeding more specifically on healing and miracles and faith mm. for those, and not just general faith, yeah. but faith for healings and miracles. That's so good. And so there again, my preparation mm-hmm. is fine-tuned right. and streamlined in line with the season I'm right, in. Right, right, right. And so I've had, I had preparation pastoring, and I mm-hmm. continued to school myself mm-hmm. as a pastor. Mm-hmm. But the preparation never stops because the seasons and the different phases of your call mm-hmm. have to be prepared for. Right. That's so good. That's why I would assume then 
you might be functioning in one way right now in your life. I'm thinking of our listeners that are listening. And your journals might be full of something else. Way in the future. Way in the future. Mm -hmm. Because as you're Mm -hmm. you're describing for us, you might be in one particular room right now, Mm -hmm. but God's giving you eyes for what he's taking you into. God is, he makes you the head and Mm -hmm. not the tail. Mm -hmm. That means he puts you in front. Yeah. Not behind things. So he deals with you in front of things. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. He will show you things about the immediate. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you're facing something today, absolutely. Sure. But he never is restricted to just what you're looking at today. Mm-hmm. He always puts you in front. Whenever we finished, my husband had started a second building. Mm-hmm. We had our church building there on the property. Mm-hmm. And he started a second one that he intended to be for the Bible school students. At his home going, that was unfinished. We were able to finish that within the year after he went home to be with the Lord. We finished that, and the first service after that was finished, I wanted us to have a service in that building, although it wasn't our sanctuary. Right. Just as a celebration that it got finished. Yeah. And so that was our midweek service, and all our people couldn't fit with chairs. We were standing everywhere and Mm -hmm. stuff. But we wanted to have a service just to acknowledge and recognize what God had completed for the church family. And that was on a Tuesday night that that was supposed to be. So we haven't even had that celebration service on the Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. But Monday night when I went to sleep, I had a dream. Mm. And in the dream, an angel was standing there holding something. Mm And I said, what is it that you're holding? And he said, it's the corner timber piece for the next building. So see, we haven't even gotten to celebrate the one we just finished. Right. And the angel was already directing and showing there's a supply already being gathered. Mm -hmm. Now you bring your faith to it for the next building. That's good. Now see, Jen, that was already six years ago. Wow. So ever since then, I've been thanking God, assigning, commissioning that Mm -hmm. the angels are working right now to bring the supply, the equipment, the funding, the favor, the work. Yeah. The equipment. That's good. The fun the furnishings for the next church building. Right, right. And I don't know when that is, and I'm not really concerned with it. He mm-hmm. just needs my faith on it. And that's right. why he puts you, he starts dealing with you about your future because mm-hmm. he has to get your faith on it now. Yeah. Otherwise your faith won't be ready by the time it's time to step into that. Yeah, yeah. He's spoken to me, no doubt about to you and other listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm still not in the fullness of what he showed me 35 years ago. Wow, yeah. But he shows you that, he shows you things about your future so far in advance so that you won't choke over it when it's time to approach it. it. Yeah, that's so good. And then you abort it. Yeah. Because you step back, you hesitate or you doubt it. Right. And then the opportunity is missed if Mm -hmm. you're not... If the capacity Mm -hmm. of your spirit is not enlarged to, to lay hold of it. Yeah. You have to have that room on the inside of uh, you to walk into it. You have to enlarge yeah. your believing, your expectation, and mm-hmm. your receiving. Yeah. You have to enlarge your saying. Yes. It's what it says over in, in Psalms. Open your mouth wide. Yeah. And I will feel it. Yes. 
And so he can only feel to the wideness. Mm-hmm. So if our if our mouth is limited in what we're saying and what we're calling for and mm-hmm. what we're believing and what we're releasing our faith for, then mm-hmm. we limit what he f- can feel. That's so uh, the wideness is up to us, not right. him. The feeling is up to him. Right. Open your mouth wide. Yeah. You open. That's our part. Yeah. I will feel it. Yeah. And so this is why he shows us things years in advance to prepare so that we can get our mouths big enough talking it yeah so that he can feel it yeah Yeah. a lot of people could spend a lot of time they have on their hands right now doing just this and lay tracks into their Mm -hmm. future as you're talking about enlarging opening your mouth wide yeah and getting some things moving pulling out those prayer journals about those dreams and visions that God's spoken to you, shown you? Anything God has shown you, you're responsible as to them coming to pass. Wow. So many people think God is responsible for right. them coming to pass. A wait and see. Sitting back yeah. and waiting. Yeah. And you're responsible as to whether or not they come to pass in this sense. Mm-hmm. You have to have faith enough that God can manifest through. I love that. To bring it to pass. Yeah. So yeah. He's, he shows it, he speaks it, mm-hmm. but we're responsible mm-hmm. as to whether or not our faith facilitates it. Yeah. He's the one that does the work mm-hmm. of bringing it to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, God right. is, we can't bring it right. to pass. Absolutely. But we are responsible as to whether or not it comes to pass. Yeah. We don't make it come to pass, but we facilitate, we give God. I love that. That, you know, Lillian B. Yeoman's quoting, I think her and her sister, you know, they would write psalms and songs, mm-hmm. write songs and mm-hmm. stuff. And one of them was that sister Lillian Beyomans would quote, God will bring it to pass, just God will bring it to pass. For if mm. it depended on you, it never would be true. <laughs> but God will bring it to pass. <laughs> that is true, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But faith has to give a place mm-hmm. for God to bring it to pass. And yeah. so God shows it and shows people things about their future, not so they can sit back and say, we'll see. Right. But so that they can sit back and say, now I have my assignment. Yes. Words call for work. Yeah. The work of preparing. Yeah. The work of believing. Yes. Remember when the disciples said to Jesus, when they watched all these things he did, and they said, what must we do mm-hmm. that we might work the works of God? Mm-hmm. So they made this statement, what must we do? They recognized there right. was a doing on man's side. Right. Not an earning Right. But a doing. Right. That man had a role. And the reason they knew that is because they saw that Jesus took a role Mm -hmm. in miracles. Mm -hmm. He would give an instruction. Right. He would give a teaching. Yes. He would do something for the person who needed a healing or Mm -hmm. needed a miracle. And they Mm -hmm. said, no, what must we do? Yeah. That we might work the works of God. I love that. That we work the works of God. So God has a work. Man has a work. Yeah. We work the works of God, or we yeah. facilitate yeah. the works of God. And yeah. this, and Jesus said, this is the work of God that you believe. Yes. And you know, Jen, it's work. Yeah, it is. It, it's a work. It's not a play. Mm-hmm. It is a work. It's mm-hmm. a work to cast down imaginations. Mm-hmm. It's a work to keep fear out. Mm-hmm. It's a work to make sure you're staying on course. It's a work to keep feeding your spirit. Yes. Enlarging your faith, developing your faith. It's yeah. a work. It's a joyous work. It's not right. a work of earning. No. 
it's a work of grace. Yeah. You know, it's a work of him enabling. Yeah. He enables us to do that. Yeah, yeah. he really does. But we have to do it. Mm-hmm. And Dad Hagen used to say, and I, I quote it to our students all the time, preparation is mm-hmm. never lost time. That's so true. Because people treat the time you're preparing as a less than time. Right. Than the actual fulfillment right. of something. Right. It's so true. They treat it as a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, for 30 years, he did what he was not born for. Yes. For 30 years. Yeah. Because while he was doing carpentry work, he was not born to be a carpenter. Right. But he right. did it. Yeah. For 30 years. He did it. And during those years of doing what he was not born for, mm-hmm. God was preparing him. Yeah. If Jesus had to prepare. If Jesus had to prepare. My and, word. and notice when he was baptized in Jordan, mm-hmm. this is my my beloved son, son in whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. Well, what's he pleased about? Yeah. He's pleased that for 30 years he did what he wasn't born for mm-hmm. while he was being prepared for what he was born so for. So good. And so preparation time can be pleasing, should be pleasing. Yeah. Because it takes faith to stay put. Yes, it does. Long enough to be prepared, right? It does. It does. If we truly believe that God has prepared good things for us, Mm -hmm. then that reality should compel us Mm -hmm. to prepare for them. I'm so excited about thinking about people that are going to be listening to this conversation. And I can almost hear like the pieces coming together you know, in their heart going, wait a minute, I'm not waiting for this pie-in-the-sky moment where God decides to do all these things. I have a part to play. And the activity that is about to hit their life Mm -hmm. as they start doing, Pastor Nancy, these things you've been talking about, because I do believe this is a time where there is so much activity of heaven going on and and wanting to go on in Mm -hmm. people's lives. And so he's getting them the power of these truths so that they can do their part. The preparation time determines the outcome mm-hmm. of the call, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you look at Jesus, of course, 30 years of preparing, three years of earthly ministry, mm-hmm. Noah, 100 years of building, mm. for over a year of being in the ark. Yeah. It shows you that the bulk of your time will be preparing so that God can do something quick. Right. That's so true. Right? Yeah. And so, so many times people are waiting for the quick part. Right, right, right. The actual stepping into the fullness of some things, Mm -hmm. the fulfillment of, but the preparation time. Yeah. And Dad Hagen talked about, you know, of course he was called to that prophet's office, but for twelve years he pastored. Right. All that was preparation. Yeah. And so the people if this is what we could learn is that the joy is also in the preparing. It's not just in the fulfilling. Yeah. It's because Preparing is a part of the fulfilling. Yeah. It's the it's the preliminary stages yeah. of fulfilling what you're called. There's what, joy there. Mm-hmm. It's absolute joy. And you know, one of the things that I've made kind of as my motto that I go by mm-hmm. is because you know the flesh mm-hmm. 
can pick and choose what it enjoys. Right. <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> and you can decide, I don't want to do something. Mm-hmm. And then that works against you because mm-hmm. you, you created a preference. That's true. So I've learned, I, I choose not to have preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, as an individual, you have a will. Sure. I understand that. Sure. But I don't want preferences to get in the way of what God directs me to do. That's really good. If you develop a preference, yeah, it's going to give you something to overcome if what God directs is different than your preference. Yeah, boy, that's so true. Isn't that right? Yeah. And I, I learned it because years ago when I married my husband, you know, he'd been in the ministry almost 20 years when I married him. Mm-hmm. And I had just been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost like two and three years. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to catch up. And one of the things was I was looking forward to overseas travels. Mm. And when we first got married, we went on a trip overseas. And the attack was so horrific yeah. against me mm-hmm. that I got to where I don't even... I, I want the, the last thing I want to do is go overseas anymore. Mm. And so that worked against me in my thought life. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and of course, I've learned this, and your listeners no doubt learned this is that what you're called to, the devil attacks to try to sway your preference away from it. Mm, Yeah. I had no idea that the plan of God would involve overseas. Mm -hmm. And so the devil tried to give me an experience that created such a distaste in my mouth Mm -hmm. that I started associating overseas with something negative right, right. with that attack that I had had right. but because I learned what it is to have victory over fear and right. victory over just opposition and different strategies of the enemy that I don't wait to have the devil leave me alone I just learned to be peaceful and mm-hmm. unaffected mm-hmm. by what he says mm-hmm. and what I hear him say I make this statement because I know at different times, I've heard different traveling ministers say, I almost get depressed when it's time to start traveling if I'm getting ready to go on the road. You know, it's almost mm. like an oppression comes against them mm. to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get them to step back. Yeah, I made the determination, I refuse to dread what I'm born for. Yeah, I refuse to. Absolutely. I refuse to. That's so good. To not absolutely love what I'm born for, but yeah. the devil's main objective is to get you to dread it or something negative toward it right. so that you'll step back from it. Right. You know, some people, he'll try to make them afraid of flying, driving, sure. afraid of being alone. Yeah. All these different things. Yeah. And I have come up with this slogan, this motto for me, is the will of God is my home. Mm-hmm. And... Anywhere that. God tells me to be, I'm yeah. at home there. So good. That's where I fit. Yes. And so when I go now to overseas different places, I say, I've arrived home. Yeah. Because where God tells me to be it is home. my home. Yeah. And if I, God tells me to go somewhere and I choose not to make that trip and to mm-hmm. stay at my house, uh-huh. that's not home to me. Right. I am right. I am unsettled. My yeah. heart is unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. That's good. And so when people, when it's time to repair, that's their home. Mm-hmm. Preparation place it's your home. is their home yeah. until God moves them into a further step of their yes. call. So they need to, we need to learn to love our home, and our home is where he tells us to be today. Yeah. I it's not a location. That. It's his directive. Yeah, yeah. A lot of heartache 
could be saved. Self-inflicted heartache. Oh, self-inflicted. It's so true. And that's what I, I determined long ago. The devil will, will oppose you enough without you opposing yourself. Right. Right? I don't want to help him. No, I don't want to add <laughs> no, to that. That's so Struggle. true. Yeah. Pastor Nancy, this has just been so, so good and timely. Just right on time. I'm just really well, grateful. Can I say this to you? Yeah. The abilities and gifts in you make it easy to to oh, share and talk with people. I'm so glad. So just know that anything that comes out of people, mm-hmm. it's something in you that draws them out <laughs> so that others can wow. benefit from that. So yeah. it's been a joy to talk to you and um, so hopefully help somebody who's listening, right? Oh, absolutely. I, as I mentioned, you know, I had thought of this. It's just been in my heart. What it would be so great if we could ever sit down and have a conversation just to hear what would come out of you in that setting and for our listeners, which are all over the world. And so as they're listening and grabbing hold of these things, I'm excited about the activity of heaven that's going to hit their life. I'm excited about the heartache that they're never going to experience. Mm-hmm. Hello because of things that you've shared with us today. Can I say something real quick? please do. Because I brought it up, and we were talking about putting handles Mm -hmm. on with Revelation. Mm -hmm. Revelation gives you a handle to where you can pass it on to someone else. So many people face fear. They don't realize that panic attacks are simply... They're just symptoms of fear. Absolutely. Uh, all these things, the anxiety. Yeah. And so many people, it's, it's one of the enemy's number one strategies against right. people. Right. If I could give people the quick checklist that yeah. took me about 30 years to learn. Mm, please do. Number one, mm-hmm. answer every wrong thought. Mm. Answer fear. That's good. Answer it. Don't think about it. Yeah. Answer it. You yeah. have to verbally answer it. Number two, tell the spirit that spoke it to leave the room. Mm. If you don't yeah. tell him to leave, he'll sit there and just say things over and over. That's and you'll just, you'll just spend your life answer, 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 answering and wearing you down. Yeah. So number one, you answer the threat. Mm-hmm. Number two, you tell the spirit that spoke it to leave. Leave the room. Leave the room. Yeah. That's what Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me. He Amen. wasn't just letting him sit in there and talk, 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 talk. Mm-hmm. He answered him, but once he answered him, now you leave. Yeah. Because you're not there just to harass and trouble my life and me just bare knuckle my way through life. And then worship. Mm. The thing is, is that you have to turn your back to what the enemy threatens you with. Mm -hmm. Don't try to get rid of the thought. Replace the thought. Mm -hmm. And so you have to put your attention Mm -hmm. on something. You have to put it on the word put it on what God says and the way you do that, people don't realize your faith goes where your attention goes. Mm-hmm. People don't realize their faith is so connected to their attention. That's good. And what your attention is on mm-hmm. is what you're going to believe. Right. And then the best way to hold your attention on God and His Word is worshiping Worship. God. Yeah. Worship God. Praising yeah. God. When people are harassed in their minds, mm-hmm. if they'll start worshiping God, mm-hmm. what that's going to do, it's going to move them out of that mental arena where they're trying to figure out their yes. solution. Yes. And it'll move them into their heart. And it may, Jen, take even days and weeks, mm-hmm. depending on how entrenched they are. 
right mentally right because you can get so entrenched mentally that's true that you're trying to get rid of thoughts yeah you're trying to get past them but you can't seem to get past them Mm -hmm. you don't have to get past them Mm -hmm. just start worshiping that's good and let because dad Hagen taught us Praise and worship brings the anointing. That's and right. And it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Yeah. So we have to worship long enough for the anointing to come and break those things That's good. off the mind. So number one, you answer it. Number two, you tell the spirit that spoke it to leave. Mm-hmm. And number three, you worship so mm-hmm. that your attention goes wholeheartedly toward yeah, God to and me. away from the threat. So I wanted I wanted to interject that. I'm sorry yes. to interrupt no, you. No, I'm so glad you those did. Those are handles. Yes, that people, that people can run t- If you'll take these steps, yeah. no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're facing, I mean, yeah. it could be a life and death diagnosis that had mm-hmm. been given. Sure. Answer that thing. Yeah. Answer it. Go through it. And tell that spirit that harasses your mind mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah. I was saying some of these, teaching on some of these things one time, and a pastor who had gotten past... He had been diagnosed with a terminal condition, Mm -hmm. and he got past that, you Mm -hmm. know. And he did take some medical route, but he stood in faith, and he said, Pastor Nancy, if I would have heard those steps, he said, I would sit in bed, and the devil would torment my mind with the fear of dying Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. And he said, so I'd sit in bed and just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh, because, Mm -hmm. and that's scriptural. Right. But he said the problem was, he said, if I would have told the spirit that was speaking those threats to leave the room, I wouldn't have had to for months sit and try to get past what he was saying. It's that skill you were talking about. There's a skillful way. skill. Yeah, that's really good. A skill with your victory, a Mm -hmm. skill with faith a skill with your peace mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. that's so good we have gotten skillful today because of these things well i tell can i tell you this it's these steps practiced mm-hmm. that give the skill mm. you can't just know steps right you have to implement them and yeah. that's where we were saying earlier it's not enough to hear somebody's revelation right it's applied revelation yeah 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 so good uh-huh. Thank you so much for getting us that checklist. And thank you for being here today. And thank you for your ministry and all that you do. I mean, really and truly, you are one that could look back over all that the Lord has done through you thus far and say, well, I'm just going to take it easy from here on out. Just oh my enjoy goodness. myself. And, and, and nobody would say, because all the fruit and all but... I mean, I just, every time I hear you, it is fresh revelation that's coming out of you. The anointing is so wonderful and present, and I'm so well, grateful Well, I tell for you it. what, I'm getting to the point to where it feels like there's so much to learn, of course. Mm-hmm. But when, once you do start gaining some skill in some arenas mm-hmm. that God's been tutoring you in, right. You almost feel like now's the fun part. Right. It, you know, wow. it's not time to slow down, but time to speed up because now yeah. I can go untroubled. Right. You know? Right. I, you know, I, 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 I could see that. I've that made, I made these statements, and I don't want to confuse anybody or throw anyone off by making this. The greatest tragedy of my life was my husband's early homegoing. Yeah. But that wasn't the hardest time in my life. Mm-hmm. The hardest time was when I didn't have skill in the Word. Yeah. In, in past seasons. Oh, yeah. the struggle yeah. of getting through 
such tests and trials, mm-hmm. but see now that that skill, mm-hmm. a foundation of, of these things has been laid. Mm-hmm. Now it be it, you you still have to implement those skills, right? But at least you've but got you, you've, you've got, got some steps. Yeah. And so yeah. the, now's the fun time. Right. Now's the fun time. Yeah. Well, we're real glad about that. Thanks for having me. Oh. And as I said, things don't come out of people randomly. Mm-hmm. People have to have right draws made mm-hmm. on them for things to come out. And mm-hmm. you are you are so easy to oh, to so to talk to and yeah. You're skillful at drawing it out, so thank you for that, mm. the time of having me and uh, getting to share some of these things. If we can make it easier for someone else, yeah. that they don't struggle, if we can bypass yeah. for them struggles we went through, yeah. that's, a, that, that's fulfilling. It's so true. Well, I know everyone that's listening, this has been a game changer for you, and no doubt more than likely throughout this conversation, you have thought of different ones that you've thought they have got to hear this. And so I want to encourage you, take a moment and share this podcast conversation with them. You can share it whether you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Go ahead and take a moment and do that either through your social media or text it to a friend But listen, get this conversation to them and let it speak to them just as no doubt it has spoken to you. I want to thank again my guest, Pastor Nancy Dufresne, for being here. Thank you, Pastor Nancy, for all you gave us today. It's a joy. Thank you. What an incredible conversation. I'll tell you what, this was a podcast that deserves a second listen, maybe even a third. I want to thank Pastor Nancy Dufresne again for being on the podcast, and I would like to invite you to connect with her. You can find more information about her at DufresneMinistries.org. You can also find her on Facebook and Instagram under Dufresne Ministries. All of her resources, her books, her teaching series, downloads, you can all find them there on the website. And I would encourage you to do just that. Thanks so much for listening today. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.